0: Hello and welcome to episode 99 of Christians in Our Soup, a weekly podcast by two of God's peculiar people, about God's peculiar people, for God's peculiar people. Proving that life is simply not as black and white as some would have us believe, but that sometimes life gets real and doesn't fit into any boxes, no matter how hard we try. Welcome, dear listener, to episode 99. Yep, we're almost at the 100 show mark, and I'm really looking forward to a very, very special show next time out to celebrate that amazing landmark. But before then, on today's show, we've got a returning guest. Now, regular listeners might well remember Bramwell and myself chatting to one of my Moreland's college lecturers, Mr. Colin Bennett, back in December 2020 about his journey of faith. This week, Colin's back to talk about several of the charity projects that he's involved in, the encouragement conference coming up in early July, and a couple of new courses that he's played a part in. But we started off by talking about his new book, Evaluating Youth Work. Colin, fantastic to have you back on Christians in Our Soup. I couldn't believe when I did a little bit of research the other day, it's been six months since you were on the show with Bramwell and myself. I can
1: believe it. I can believe it. Early December yeah where, where has that gone how, how
0: have you been in the last six months because much has changed in that time hasn't it really
1: yeah it's been great i mean you know lots of there's always i think Nikki Gumbel says there's battles and blessings it's a great um one-liner isn't it and I yeah think yeah with all things there's battles that you go through but also there's great blessings yeah so uh, yep. the thing is they tend to run in parallel Part of it, I'd, I'd quite like if it was just all the blessings. <laughs> but then I yes. suppose I'd then have a month of all the battles. So probably it's better that, that there's a, you know, the good with the bad. Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice that they're able to, uh, to to work side by side. And hopefully they'll cancel each other out or balance each other out, perhaps.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and in any event. They keep any event... sane anyway, don't they? Yeah, well,
0: yeah, that's very true. They keep true. You sane
1: and they, and they keep you on your knees as well. So Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's very true.
0: <laughs> Learning that the hard way. Um, Colin, one of the reasons that, uh, that that we're together again on the show uh, this week is to talk about your book. Yeah, now, you, you said to me when when you messaged a while ago and we we were setting up this particular meeting, you said there were three areas: new book, new projects, and new life.
1: Um, the book being the first one, and it's called Evaluating Youth Work. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And it's uh, it's it's taken a little bit of time to come to fruition. I mean, my my children, I'm sure, if they saw it, said, that, that that's not a book. That's the." that's a pamphlet i mean it's 28 <laughs> pages long so right. but i like them the grove the grove booklets i think are just fantastic because they're the kind of thing you can read in a night if you you know you're, if you're a fast reader yeah and and you can get the idea behind what what the thing's about pretty quickly so uh, so i i love that um that, that you know that that's come through and i one of the things that's been really close to my heart is this whole notion of how do we evaluate youth work? You know, there is this sense that, well, you evaluate it quite simply, you know, have the numbers in the group increased. That's a bit like saying, how do you evaluate churches? Well, if there's a lot of people go to them, it must be a good church. I don't think that's strictly true. No, no. I think there are plenty of very, very big churches around the world where actually somebody once described it, I think they said, um, some of the churches in a certain country are you know that the they're the way that they are is a mile wide in terms of spiritual depth but only an inch yeah. deep in terms of spiritual depth and i think like the mighty mississippi river i won't give any clues away about <laughs> <laughs> the country but i think i think in the uk that is true as well there are some churches that are big but not really big in terms of their growth and development and The number of new people who are added are quite small in comparison to some smaller churches where they're adding people daily, like those who are being saved. So, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it's very interesting. The prayer project that we're involved in up here in North Wales, we contacted a number of churches and said, How can we be praying? And one of them has come back and very explicitly said, Please be praying for the pew warmers, yeah, which kind of underlines what you're saying. You know, there are a lot of people going but they're not experiencing yeah. the, that in-depth relationship, you know, so it does kind of underline um, what, what yeah, you're Yeah, Jesus said
1: the 144 and the 72 and all of that, but in the end, it was the 12 that transformed the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think Fidel Castro is quoted as, as a, when he took over Cuba, he was asked the question, what would you have done differently? He had 15 generals, apparently. Right. And he said, um, I'd have chosen only 12.
0: Yeah. Now, <laughs> oh, no. it's, it's interesting that you mention quotes because I did a little bit of research on your good self and a couple of years back, in a very significant oh, year for me particularly, <laughs> in yeah. 1994, oh, okay. you wrote uh, an article in which you said this. Over the last five years, there has been considerable discussion concerning the area of youth work. Many people have asked the question, where have we gone wrong? Why are 300 young people leaving the church weekly? As a result, activity has flourished. Youth work projects, plans, programmes, actions have all been generated, all seeking to address the sad statistic that the church will eventually be decimated and young people will no longer be part of the lifeblood of the church if present trends continue. And then you said this i believe that the next 10 years will be crucial in the development not only of youth work generally but also in the church which in many ways is at a crossroads in this nation as well as globally now 27 years on yeah in relation to the book that you've just written yeah grove books wrote this christian youth work has flourished over recent decades Given what you wrote back in '94 and what they've put now, would you agree that that's been the case? And has it been effective in so doing?
1: Well, that's, that is that is the issue. I think it has flourished in terms of numbers. Yeah. And if you think about it, what has happened is nearly every church wants a youth worker or a family worker or a children's worker. Yeah. You know, that, that is almost de rigueur, that if you've got a church, they're going to want somebody like that the church leader can't do it. The church leaders is yeah. focusing on looking after the, the congregation, the adult congregation, making sure their teaching is good, making sure that the services go well, making yeah. sure that the church has got an outreach program. You know, there's lots of other things that, that church leaders, they're also trying to make sure that they get enough money through the doors yeah. so that the church can continue growing and flourishing. Sure. But um, I think... There has been a flourishing, certainly in terms of numbers. There are more Christian youth workers now than there are local authority youth workers. We really? are we are now out, oh yeah outstripping by a you know a mile.
0: Wow! You know
1: the, the local authority youth workers, their graph has been going steadily down and down and down because they've relied on government funding, and the government's continued to cut funding for local services. Right. Yeah there's no statutory requirement for youth workers in any area in Britain.
0: Wow, wow. Incredible, isn't it? Isn't it? That's astonishing. It's
1: all, it's all, you know, up to the local authority. And as local authorities have been squeezed, they haven't wanted to employ youth workers. They've cut, they've, I mean, there's very few youth services that I would say are flourishing from the local authority. But churches, we've gone the other way.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: We're in an ascendancy. So. In one sense, what I was saying was true. Yes, you know, things are, you know, can only get better. But the question for me, and this is where 13 years ago when I did my master's and I did did it about this, about the effectiveness of church-based youth ministry. How effective it is rather than just efficient. Yeah, You know, efficiency is just whatever you put in, you get out. But that's effectiveness is saying, is there a value to it? You, do you know the difference between what is okay and what is really useful and important? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. We're about priorities. Yeah. I love Nicky Gumbel. He's got this word. You can tell I've been listening to Nicky Gumbel a bit over <laughs> lockdown, can't you? But he, he uses the way, and he, he says, and I always say it's priorities. He says, priorities. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> No, yeah, I'm using the Bible in One Year app. I don't know whether you've seen. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, really yep. good little app. So. right, um, but but there, and I I think it's to do with priorities. And when you look at this book, evaluating youth work. which, yeah. I mean it it retails at three ninety five. I would want every every pastor in a, in churches to buy one of these. Yeah, not because I get and don't think I'm getting any <laughs> money from it. You know, my royalties last year, I think, was £2.98. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're not retiring <laughs> on that then? <laughs> definitely not. So, um, but I think it's it's a, a book that's well worth getting in terms of thinking about what you should be doing if you've got a youth worker. I'm yeah. just about to write an article for um, Youth and Children's Work, Mag. Yeah, And in there, I'm looking at some of these issues as well. So in the July issue, there'll be an article, July 2021.
0: Fantastic, okay. Having looked back over the last 30 years from, from what I was quoting a moment ago to, to what Grove have written, how much of what was in there inspired what you've actually put into this particular book?
1: Yeah, I mean, so all of it. And, uh, you know, at the at the front of the book, you know, I I credit, I say, thanks to my family and friends and the staff team at Morelands College and God First Church. Without you, this book would not exist. Um, uh, As a thank you, the best gift I can give you are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. And that's uh, John John fifteen nine. And I think we're called to dig deeper into God's Word. And I think that's where one of the things I'd be saying about church-based youth workers, are they digging deeply into God's Word? And are the, more importantly, are the young people and their parents digging deeply into God's Word?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: Uh, Deuteronomy 6 verse 4 to 9 talks there about the Lord, a hero is there, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. And then this bit, impress them on your children.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's not a passive thing. You know, sometimes you see church, you you see parents say, well, I'm not going to force it on my children. I'm not going to, you know, I'll just let them decide themselves whether they're going to read the Bible and whether they're going to pray and whether they're going to go to church. What a load of (laughs) guff. I mean... (laughs) My kids never had any choice about being Coventry City football supporters. I know you're a Watford fan, Russ. (laughs) um, So, you know, I made sure I bought them memorabilia and things from Coventry. Now, one of them has continued in the faith of Coventry City. (laughs) (laughs) The other two have fallen away. But at least I had a good crack. And, I mean, I can't blame them not wanting to follow Coventry. I mean, you haven't really... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they've done of, over the last three or four years but you know the last 30 years you wouldn't say it's been a brilliant brilliant, brilliant ride
0: sure yeah And
1: but I think impressing children and young people in, into God is so important yeah and and you know and it says in that further on in that scripture well when do you do it when they lie down when they stand up when, they, when you're walking when you're in bed there isn't in fact the only time that you don't seem to be doing it is when they're in the toilet, when you're in the toilet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, my grandchildren, when they come round our house, I sometimes hear, "Granddad, Granddad, I need to fix the Wii on, or I need to, to sort the, the computer out, or I need to, I need to do the computer. Can you help me? I'm thinking, yeah, I'm saying yes, in a minute, just yeah. <laughs> give me a minute. <laughs> So impress oh, them. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, without wanting to give too much away, because obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, we want to encourage folks to, to go away and get a hold of a copy of it. Yeah. But maybe a couple of things that, that, that come up through this. What do you say to a church that is looking to appoint a youth worker in terms of setting realistic targets for that person coming in?
1: Yeah, by the book. <laughs> 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 because the in there... There's a framework that you can use and yep. a checklist that you can use. I'm not going to go through it. Sure. It spells out the word cone. You know, an ice cream cone. Yeah. 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 Everybody loves a 99, don't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. Like, I'm advertising here, but <laughs> an ice cream cone. So the idea is cone, and it stands for culture. You know, how does your church fit with the local community? Because yep. that's really important. Yeah. Openness to God. How open is your church to God? n is what about the national standards that there are in youth work so yeah the government standards about youth work but then there's a word then enabled yeah the extent to which we are enabled by the youth work and youth ministry and um so those four things cone actually give you a great framework to evaluate the effectiveness of your youth work and youth ministry by yeah the other thing that comes out of the book um, which I think, you know, I don't have any regrets about Moorlands at all, leaving Moorlands after 30 years. I think they're in such a fantastically good place yeah. compared to where they were when I first started there. But I have to say there's one thing which I do regret that I didn't power through. And if I was back at Moorlands now, this is what I'd be saying, and that is this, that everybody leaving Moorlands and going into some form of ministry should have... And we should be mandating churches to pay for an external supervisor or life coach or mentor yeah. Yeah. for that person yeah. for at least the first year, maybe the first five years.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. that doesn't wouldn't cost the earth. I mean, most churches will have a training budget for the youth worker.
0: Yeah.
1: If they said instead, we're going to set aside £200, or to pay somebody to be an external supervisor or mentor yeah. or coach
0: yeah.
1: during that during that time. Yeah, yeah. I am one of those things for three people. I'm doing that life oh, coaching wow. for yeah. three people at the moment.
0: It's very interesting you raise that. And, and for obvious reasons, I want to be a little bit careful what I say here. But um, in my own brief time as a youth worker, which came up uh, probably three, four years after I'd left Morlands. Yeah. There were two major issues which I faced. One was the church that I became a part of had never had a youth worker before, yeah,
1: and I'm not convinced
0: <laughs> that first-time youth worker and a church looking for their first youth worker actually works. In my experience, it was it was a huge struggle because um, I was naive going in. I'd openly admit that, yeah. and I I sensed a huge amount when 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 I had my induction service. Um, they put up my job description on the screen and the entire congregation fell about laughing because there was so much of it. The print was so small, nobody could read it. Um, And there was the standard clause at the bottom and anything else which we'd seen fit. um, So there was that whole issue of first-time church, first-time youth worker, which for me really, in hindsight, didn't work. And the other thing is the thing that you've just mentioned, having that external life coach. Now, what I will say um, to, to the credit of this church, they were... the the leadership were as supportive as they felt they could be and i had a regular monthly meeting uh, with one of the church elders Um, but the unfortunate thing was that was internal Um, and so that it wasn't an objective view unfortunately you know and and they were lovely people they were great folk but it wasn't an objective view whereas as you rightly say to actually have someone from outside looking in and saying well actually i can see their point of view but yours is this or whatever Um, you know, for me in hindsight, that would have been massively helpful. So I think, you know, that to me is a big thing.
1: And this is where we've missed out and I, you know, I am sad that I haven't, I didn't, I had the opportunity to put that in place, but, um, I didn't really think about it in the way that I should have thought about it. And I would think about it now. Um, I think, I think, and you can't force churches and organizations to do that. But let me just say when I left college, you know it wasn't a christian college the the project that i went and worked for which again had never employed a youth worker they but they were influenced by social work and so they actually not only had um not only did i have or this was mandatory for anyone getting a youth and community work qualification at that time in this country in england and wales you had to have your first year you were on probation yep and you had somebody from the local authority come and observe your work and spend time with you and then give feedback to you and to the piece of work the work that you were done and at the end of that year you were then signed off yeah so that's the local authority yeah on top of that the project that i worked for said we actually think that we would like you to have your own external supervisor irrespective of that right so they paid and I chose um, the head of the YMCA in Sheffield, wonderful man called Keith. Keith Wells, who sadly is no longer with us, he was my supervisor, and he mentored me in the things of the faith, yep. which I desperately needed because the project wasn't a Christian project. Right. So I really needed that.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, like I say, I, I, I can only speak from my own experience, and for me, that that was a huge, huge thing. Um, looking back, but I would also say again, based on that experience, that my personally, I would say if a church is looking for a youth worker, don't take on a youth worker that hasn't had a previous post. Now that's you, th- there's a you know there's yes. a knock-on to that in a sense that if you if that yeah. person hasn't had a first post, where do they get their first post and so on and so forth. So and I guess the other side of it is, and I, I saw it uh, a little, if you're going in after someone who has been in the opinion of the church and we'll talk a little bit about this in a moment incredibly yeah. successful in their role oh do that's I mean you know that was the one thing that I was grateful I didn't have I had no one to to follow <laughs> so yeah. in that sense it was an open book on both sides but for anyone going in after a youth worker who's been amazingly successful um, how does that person deal with the comparisons how does the church deal with someone who says well actually they might have done it that way but I feel God's asking me to do
1: it this way <laughs> Filling the person's shoes is is definitely not a good thing, and and I think part of this, you know, part of what we we the book is is about is about saying well no forget about that, let's look at what what the church is like let's yep. try and work out what the church is like, and let's have some objective measures yeah. criteria to evaluate the work against, yeah. rather than. Rather than, oh, yeah, well, Jimmy did it like that. Listen, yeah. I remember a famous church leader who I know, I won't say who it is, but he, uh, but he came to me and said, uh, he said when he first went to a, a post and everybody came and said, oh, yeah, you know, because it happens with church leaders as well. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, our previous pastor was wonderful. Yeah. The good old days. Yeah. And then one of the congregation came up to him and said, do you know, pastor, you know those good old days? They weren't so good. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a phrase, comparison kills.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: We need it emblazoned in our mind, comparison kills. If we don't realise that, we're in trouble. You know, isn't it wonderful that Jesus doesn't compare us to other people? Amen. Just today you are my son, today you are my daughter. Yeah. You know, I never compare my children. To each sure. other, they're all fearfully and wonderfully made as individuals, yeah. And the problem is, we as humans, we kind of like see people and we think, Oh, yeah, that person looks like this or that. I mean, we all isn't it a miracle that all of our fingerprints are unique?
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Isn't it wonderful that each snowflake is unique, totally different? You know, yeah, each flower is, I mean, God, humanity wants to put everything through the same template. That's why I've only given, in this book, I've only given it as a framework,
0: yeah. a series
1: of questions. I haven't said you must slavishly stick to it. Yeah. I've said yeah. these are questions that you need to ask yourself and do some self-evaluation on. It's interesting, Ofsted, um, which is obviously checking out schools, what they do is give a framework, and then they say, we expect you to evaluate yourself a self-evaluation framework. And I would say to any church or any church leader or any organisation, use the framework to evaluate, do a self-evaluation. Yeah. Do a selfie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've covered quite a bit, obviously, that that the book talks about. Where can folk get hold of the book?
1: Yeah, so um, if if you just go put in Google Grow Publishing, you'll come up it's a youth imprint, the youth imprint. I tell you, there's a fantastic deal that you can do. Because yep. the book costs four pounds. You can actually subscribe to, to the series of Grove yep. in one of the different series. So they do pastoral, they do... Anyway, there's a whole range of different series, evangelism, oh, wow. uh, leadership. There's a whole range that they do, and they're all around about 395. What you can do is subscribe for a year. Yep and it only costs £11, and they send you four books. Oh, wow. OK. So, it saves you... I
0: mean, a small fortune.
1: I think it's... So, well, it, I mean, let's face it, if you're paying £4 out for a book... Yep. You can get four for, for £11, postage and packing free.
0: Wow. Fantastic. We will try and get the link uh, on, the, uh, on the show notes, uh, so the folk can, can pick that up. That would be fantastic. Now, one of the other projects when we uh, when we chatted last December that uh, you were in the process of setting up uh, was uh, Training Life Changing Now. Yes. Yeah, Talk to us a bit more about that. How's that gone on? Because you were kind of in the setup process, I think, when we chatted in December.
1: There's some projects that, that I'm involved in that I think at the time are going to mushroom and then they're slow burns. Yep. I think in Ecclesiastes it says uh, seven projects am I going to take on or maybe eight. And perhaps one of them will will, will flourish. Yeah, I have, haven't put the energy into training life changing that I could because I've been too busy doing other things. Sure. But and I'll talk about those in a moment. But training life changing is one of those slow burns, and um, I've got three people who want me to do uh, life coaching with them. Yeah. Which is how that fits in. So, the idea. You know, just a bit of a plug here. Twenty pounds an hour. I mean, it's cheap at half the price. First hour free. <laughs> Wonderful, fantastic. And the idea is that that um, we spend an hour a month looking at. It's the kind of thing I've just been talking about. External supervision. Yeah. It's about people who are, are and it, it doesn't. You don't have to be employed by a church. It can be. There's one person who isn't employed by a church. they they run their own company. And so they said, I just value that hour every month. Yeah. Just to be able to touch base and and see where things are and how things are negotiated. So the website's there. Yep. Training Life Changing. It's a share share host. um, And I can send you the link for that. That's great. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's just as easy to find me on Facebook.
0: OK. Colin Bennett. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. We can pop and, that on there And just well.
1: message me there and I respond to that. I've n- I wasn't on Facebook when I was at Morelands right. for reasons that about not wanting to pry into students' lives or whatever, but now, you know, I'm I'm in the real world as opposed to <laughs> the world of academia. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you found that uh, past students have flooded back into your life since you've gone on social media?
1: oh my goodness it was just so warming and anybody anybody's is a, a, a grad listening yeah i just so appreciated the comments and kind words steve brady at my leaving um, service he said um kind like said this is going to be like your funeral colin that <laughs> you're all going to be there <laughs> everybody's going to say nice things about you and certainly that carried on for a I then had my birthday on Facebook and loads of people commented because it was the first time I'd ever had a birthday on Facebook. So, I mean, I must have had 50 or 60 people, which was just a bit overwhelming. but it's and always lovely, great to be encouraged lovely. oh yeah always yeah, good. yeah
0: always fantastic good. now one of the other uh, charities that you name dropped uh, when we chatted back in december was green door families but we didn't really have the opportunity to expand on that um, tell us no about and that. that's
1: and that really since then has flourished i've spent a few months working as a consultant and heavy end consultancy uh putting in quite a bit of, of time freelancing in and then i i've curtailed that a little bit recently but um during that time since we spoke uh green door for families is now uh in the process of launching two other regional center regional hubs yeah one in western Supermare. oh wow holy trinity western yep and then um there's another grouping called connect cornwall who also want to to work with green door now connect cornwall is across the whole of Cornwall and they want to really work with Green Door to make sure that every church in Cornwall has some kind of connection to Green Door. So really it's mushroomed immensely. Sure. Um, The third um, piece of work, which is the one I'm looking after, is in Christchurch. So we launched, we've done a soft launch, we just... We've quietly launched Green Door Families in uh, in Christchurch, and we did an event on the 22nd of May. And we were we're now working with a number of men who are so it's it's a it's a project called Mast. Yeah, I want I'm am a northerner, so I want to say Mast, which <laughs> sounds far more manly than Mast. There's mast. Anyway, yes. Mast. I'm going to say Mast.
0: Go on then. Uh,
1: <laughs> Because I'm in the Midlands. This is being transmitted from the Midlands. Oh, there you go. You're halfway there. So MASS. So it stands for Men Actively Standing Together. Yeah. So the idea is for men who might have struggled in domestic abuse situations. Yeah. And it's amazing how many have. Right. It's not an area that, that is spoken about hardly at all by the media. But for every four people who go to the police about domestic abuse, one of those is a man. Wow. Now, you don't hear that stat. No, no. trotted really. out. So, um, yeah, and we've, we've set up that in response to, a request, and I'll talk about Waterlily at the same time. Sure. Because I also am chair of this other charity called Waterlily Project. Yeah. And there, that stands for Women Loved and Protected. So it's a women's charity. Why am I the chair of it? (laughs) Question. The reason why I'm the chair of it is because I am someone who, despite being in domestic abuse situation in my family, so as a child, I grew up, in a war zone between my mum and dad, wow! They used to fight with knives, and my, my dad had a shotgun once on the table. So, you know, wow. horrendous situations. Sure. I've written a little book about that called Free from Fear, which um, I can I can if someone gets in touch with me, I can tell you how, tell them how to get that. Um, it's not a Grove, and um, but but so that's why I'm there. And when I'm doing that work, I feel I feel that I'm almost reliving that whole experience but but in a positive way. Sure. For yeah. and standing in the gap for my mum who never had that kind of situation, that right. kind of help. She was married all her life and she never left my dad and so she died still in an abusive situation. Wow. So of natural causes not yeah yeah. So um yeah so Waterley now Waterly said We've got a problem, and the problem is, whenever we go and do a presentation about water lily, to churches and whatever, because we're a Christian project, going yeah. to all the churches right across the congregation, Christchurch Bournemouth Pool, but uh, we often get asked, what are you doing about the men? Right. And the answer is it's nothing, because we're a women's charity. Yeah. So, MAST, Green Door for Families can do MAST, because it is not a women's charity, it's a charity yeah. for all people. So we're supporting men in domestic abuse situations or struggling with mental health, or perhaps even men who are just struggling and not being able to flourish. Yeah. And I know this is close to your heart, Russ, Sure, isn't it?
0: yeah, yeah.
1: CVM and all of that. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I was going to ask about that, with, with um, because men's ministry over the years has been something which, in my view, perhaps hasn't been very well dealt with as a specific ministry. Now, you know, you you accept the whole idea of the church ministering to the whole body and so on and so forth, but within that, naturally you will aim certain ministries at particular groups and so on and so forth. And for the very reasons that you stated in terms of Waterlily and and Green Door, their different needs within those situations. But has um, has Green Door had the opportunity to work with other specifically men's organisations or not?
1: Yes, so there's a wonderful, non-Christian organization called the Mankind Initiative, right? and they they are a national charity, yeah, well underfunded because no one really wants to fund it right but doing a fantastic job at supporting men you know in in difficult circumstances. yeah i'm I'm astounded that the church has done so little generally in Britain around supporting men but mast is going to change this and my desire and dream and hope is that every church in britain has a mast group operating from it and i mean in this MAST group that i've run in we're running in Christchurch. it's only we 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 focus around men's breakfasts right yeah and we cook them it's cooked fantastic fried bacon there is a vegan option for those who, are interested. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody's interested at this moment in time. They just <laughs> no, want to get the yeah. They want to get yeah. the, they want to get the meat.
0: Yeah, so and eggs. Yeah.
1: So um, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. and uh, and fifty percent of the group are, are Christians, and fifty percent aren't Christians. Okay, and it's not a churchy group. It's not. We're gonna preach a sermon. Right, so the last one. The, the, I'm, I'm speaking at each one of them. So the first one we've just done is about who has inspired you in your life. Okay. Yeah. Now I I could have chosen Jesus. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and a number of people did choose Jesus. Right. But I chose my mum instead. Yeah. Because I didn't want the non Christians in the group to feel, oh my goodness, he's leading the group and it's it's a yeah. uh, it's really a, a church meeting this is. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, sure, there was no praying, there was no singing, right? It was purely us talking about our stories and situations, and to get a group of men to talk. I,
0: do you know, was- it's it's fantastic, isn't it? And and I was um, I was part of a CVM group. Um, that did do, do a regular zoom meeting on a monday evening um and before yeah. we made the move I, I went into a couple of those and what was really interesting about that was yes it was overtly a christian organization christian setup but the conversation and the way that the leaders in a couple of the breakout rooms led that was in such a way that it wasn't there was no sense of being clobbered over the head um, with the Bible message. But yeah. there was an openness that said, well, you know, this is how I feel. And someone else had the openness to come back and say, yeah, as a Christian, this is where I've gone with that, and so on and so forth. But it, it was very gentle, it was very natural, um, and, and it flowed really well.
1: So I had a, a guy who isn't a Christian text me yesterday, and he, and he, and I asked him whether he's come into the group, and he says, I certainly am. He said, do you know, those people you've got who are your leaders in the group, they're a godsend.
0: Wow. Yeah. Isn't that brilliant?
1: And then at the end he put, God bless. So, do you know, he's not, he's not, not you know, no, not, not particularly interested at all in church, but, you know, something is stirring in him already
0: yeah absolutely that's brilliant just very briefly in terms of green door particularly um you talked about the um the the male domestic abuse thing but you also briefly mentioned mental health issues as well Yes. Um, and that's something that both Bramwell and I have have not made any secret of in our own lives recently, and a while back we did a podcast about all of that as well. How have you found, particularly within the last six months, as as things have changed a little in terms of the pandemic and lockdown and so on and so forth, um, from from a men's point of view, have you found that folk have been free to talk about that? And
1: so, I think men will talk about those things, but they have to talk about them in the context of a, uh, an environment where they feel that they can talk about that easily. Yeah, I talked to um, somebody who I know who's a friend of mine, and he said, and I'll get this will go back to domestic abuse, but you'll see why I'm sure. saying it. He was abused by his his first wife. Yeah, the church laughed at him. So I think there's a sense that now I think things have changed in that regard.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I
1: think our society is becoming more open. However, I have to say, um, there are still phrases that are used in society that are not good for men in mental health difficulties. So, for example, why don't you just man up? Yeah. Or even worse, excuse my phrase here, but why don't you just grow a pair?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, these are, if, if, if you use that to a woman. Yeah. So, if I said to a woman why don't you just become more woman-like? I mean, what would I be accused of? Yeah, absolutely.
0: You
1: you know, I'm not even going to go to the second one, but you know, you wouldn't be allowed to say that. No. But you are allowed to say it to men, or in fact, not even to men, you're allowed to say it in any context. Yeah. It's wrong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, people say, you know, domestic abuse. So, mental health, let me just say to you, it's underrepresented, I think, in men, yeah. I think it's and it, and that's well documented in his as as, as is domestic abuse underrepresented. Sure. You know, my my dad, I think, had a mental health difficulty, but he was never going to go to the doctors about it. Because yeah. you see, if you look at what happened in the First World War, if you when you when those men came back and had shell shot, yeah. they were shot for being deserters. Yeah. And, you know, if they left the battlefield or they were they were court martialed and they were told that they had a weak character.
0: Yeah,
1: there was a TV program about it the other week. I remember seeing they arrested this man who didn't want to go back on the front to the front. Not surprisingly, I wouldn't. Want yeah, I was going to gonna say,
0: I'm not sure I would have done. that. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> but he was arrested, and they said he's a he's a weak character. He has weak character. That's crazy. Stiff up a lip. Come on, big boys don't cry. Yeah. And during lockdown, um. If you think about prisons, yeah, yeah, what is the punishment that is n- doled out to prisoners if they really have done something wrong? Yeah, they're put in solitary confinement. Yeah, yeah. So what have we? Been
0: yeah, over the last? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And and I have to say, I, in, in terms of my own mental health through those things, one of the things that occurred to me incredibly quickly was the blessing that we had where we were um yes. we were in south wales at that point we not only had um a huge brin behind us which we could walk up in 10-15 minutes and have gorgeous panoramic views and when knockdown first kicked him um last march april time the weather was stunning and, and you know so yeah. even our one walk a day um we could, but also we had large grounds that we were privileged to be able to walk around we still had views across the bay and so on and so forth and i very quickly as people on social media who were. Uh, yeah, for want of a better expression, confined to their high rise flats and didn't yes. have that, suddenly realised how blessed I was and think and, and yeah. sort of think as you say, you, you put that back in the prison context
1: and my that's, goodness. That's the punishment. That yeah. is the punishment. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying. Anyway, so not surprisingly, I've I've spoken to countless people who've had difficulties during that time, so not surprising. Yeah. But yeah. let's look forward rather than look back. Yes. We're hoping I that We're never going back to those, those days, those are the bad old days.
0: Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Now, as you say, looking forward now, one of the other things that um, I picked up uh, from your uh, social media feeds recently is the encouragement conference. Yes. Tell us a bit about that because you see a lot about conferences and, and spring harvest and new wine and so on and so forth, but there's rarely anything that specifically focuses on just encouragement, which is what this appears to be doing.
1: Yeah. So it's a free conference. Uh, if people want to go, they just need to go on to God First website, which is God First Christchurch. Go on the website there, and they can enrol. It's in person. It'll be in real life. It's not going to be on Zoom. It's not going okay. to be on YouTube. I mean, you know, why not? You know, it's on the second of July, so we we sh- I mean, we're in, we're not in lockdown, so people could say have a have a good weekend. Christchurch is a lovely place to visit anyway. Absolutely. Uh, some of my friends, um, John and Sarah Smith, they're coming to the conference. They're driving down from Birmingham. I think they're staying in a travel lodge or something. A friend of mine in Leicester is coming down. Now, the purpose of the conference is this, and I had this from God about two years ago. You know, I'm so fed up with conferences where you go and you hear this wonderful, enthusiastic speaker.
0: Yeah.
1: You kind of like come away thinking, oh, they're wonderful. I'm not so wonderful. I better try and emulate what they're doing. Yeah, I better sure. try and copy what they... Now, I've never lived that, but I know lots of people have. So encouragement conference is this. Everybody has got a five-minute story about encouragement, haven't they?
0: Yeah.
1: During, during the last year or so, I bet you there's not one person that couldn't say they've had some blessings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure.
1: In some way, shape or form. I'm sure they've had plenty of battles and that may be, again, an encouragement because coming through battles is, is good as well. Yes, yeah. So um, the idea is that everyone will get a chance to share that. Now, not at the front because that would terrify people anyway. Yeah. We'll choose a few people to share their five-minute in- stories of encouragement at the front. But the morning will be all about sharing your encouraging stories with one another. And if yeah. at the moment there's twenty people booked in, we can only allow eighty. Okay. Under COVID regulations. Of so course. Yeah. I'm looking at the worst case scenario. Yeah. But we're still in COVID restrictions.
0: Yeah.
1: In some way, shape or form. And if that's so we're, we're limited to eighty. So there's only sixty places left that's still up for grabs. And um and they'll fill up because you know what it's like?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, what is it, the fourth the, the of June today? Yep. So virtually in a month's time, I know that those those places are going to go. Um, it's always lastminute.com, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so so um, the reality is the morning is about encouragement. Yeah. The afternoon is about prayer. So everybody going to the conference will be in a small group of two or three. And I don't know whether you've ever done the hot seat exercise where you just sit there, and everybody prays for you and prays into your life and prays great blessings on you and over you and perhaps read scriptures over you know that wonderful scripture in zephaniah where it says god is singing over you yes yeah redmond did a song of it didn't he yeah you know all the the wonderful promises that are in scripture so either choosing scripture to speak over into people's lives or perhaps if you're that way inclined prophetic words into your life yeah. Or prayers or whatever into your life. So somebody sitting there and being showered and rained on wow. of blessing from God. Don't you feel already just even that encouraged? Is, oh, about? that
0: is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So there we are. That's the encouragement conference. And it's free.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. And how can folk find that?
1: Oh, so if they go to the God First Christchurch website, yep so just God First Christchurch and look under yep. events and okay. there's a portal there to, to sign up on. Fantastic. And um I say it's free, the church are, are providing the premises for free. Yeah. But what we're, what we're going to do is this, we're going to allow people to donate.
0: Yep.
1: So they can donate either to God First in cash if they want to on the day. Yeah. And I'm suggesting a fiver. A fiver, you know, most sure. people can afford a fiver. Yeah. So a fiver to, to the church or they can go online and donate to Green Door Families Yep. And again they'll get the link when they're at the conference or water lily project. Fantastic. So help in those people who are, who have got nothing really. Yeah.
0: Yeah, indeed. That's brilliant. Colin we're almost at a time when we need to draw to a close but um one one final thing you talked um right at the very start uh, about two new courses that you've set up. Tell us a bit about those and how folks can get involved with those.
1: Yes, yeah, so the esteem course is run by asset a c e t which used to be uh, was set up by patrick dixon yeah and it was an aids trust well now the asset is all around the world and the idea is to give healthy sex and relationship advice
0: wow. if we as
1: christians don't do this somebody else is going to yeah so yeah the, the schools are in meltdown about about sexting all of those yeah. things who's going to do anything about that who's yeah. going to help the schools to do it so i'm i'm throwing my hat into the ring there
0: wow. and i'm doing this
1: course which is accredited at level four so that's first year of degree oh, wow. level yeah. that's the level it's at it's not yeah. a first year of degree course but it's at that level
0: yeah
1: and um it's a wonderful course so i could, i'm promoting that heavily yeah uh, the other the other course that i'm doing is um, in July walk through the Bible have set up a course for me. I don't know whether you do. You remember doing walk through the Bible?
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah.
1: So it's a very demonstrative course to help yep. children understand how the Bible fits together. Yeah. So uh, they they've organised a course for me to do so I can then present either to groups of children or to churches because I think there's a lot of churches that don't n- understand how the Old Testament yeah fits into the new
0: yeah so that's sure sure that is fantastic um, um at what point and where can we find details about those for folk that will be interested yeah in so there? if somebody
1: goes on facebook and, and messages yeah. me I'll, I'll send them a link fantastic super
0: job colin as always it's been a pleasure um love chatting with you i am acutely aware that last time we chatted both Bramwell and i and yourself i think in fact i think it was you that suggested it that you would come back and talk about apologetics and science so let's sort out a time where we can get you back on a third time and cover those subjects as well because i think that would be an amazing time
1: i'd love my daughter-in-law to come on as well
0: that would be great
1: yes bennett because she her passion is about apologetics as well and she uh, did one of her pieces of work on about Ravi Zachariah's trust I know that there oh have wow been difficulties okay. there, sure sure but irrespective of that yeah. the whole theme of apologetics is such an important and vital theme for us to yeah. get to grips with
0: yeah absolutely we will try and set something up and get you back on the show and uh, and with your daughter-in-law as well that'd be amazing but for now Colin Bennett thank you so much for joining us once again God bless you thank you Russ And I just wanna express my thanks to Colin for coming on once again. It's always a pleasure to be chatting to Colin and to catch up with all that's going on in his life and how God is using this amazing man. And of course, we're already looking forward to the mentioned third chat with Colin and his daughter-in-law, Yaz, around the subject of apologetics and science in relation to Christianity. Next time out, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we'll be celebrating 100 episodes of Christians in Our Soup, and I'm really looking forward to looking back over the last few years of the show and picking out some highlights to share, all of which will simply be to give God the glory for bringing the show to this point. But sadly, that's all for this week. As always, our thanks for listening, and please do share the show on your own social media feeds with your churches, your friends, and your families. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, amongst numerous other podcast platforms, of course, where you can share and subscribe and never miss an episode. And if you could leave us a review, that would be amazing. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can email the show at christiansinoursoup at hotmail.com. That's all one word, christians in our soup at hotmail.com and don't forget you can now check us out on the website too and that is podpage.com forward slash christians hyphen in hyphen our hyphen soup that's podpage.com forward slash christians in our soup with all the hyphens in between and you can also leave us your audio feedback there and we'd love to have some audio feedback from you just click that blue button at the bottom of the page there and record your audio feedback for the show but until we share the airwaves again take care of yourselves and god bless you all